Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa rasulillah. Be conscious of Allah. Obey Him. Attach your hearts to Him. Submit to Him. And dedicate your religion sincerely to Him. For the creation is His creation. And all matters are under His command. A servant will not be afflicted except with what has been written for him. The pens have been lifted and the pages have been dried. From Surah Al-An'am And if Allah touches you with harm, none can remove it but He. And if He touches you with good, then He is able to do all things. O people, from among the signs of the prophethood and evidence of the Prophet ﷺ genuineness is what he informed us of the trials, tribulations, and the major and minor signs of the hour. Many of the things that he ﷺ had informed us of from the unseen have already happened. And they are still occurring and increasing to confirm the genuineness of the prophethood and to make the believers steadfast in what he informed. For believers are surrounded by tests of ease and hardship, and they are besieged by trials of desires and doubt. There is no salvation except through Allah the Most High and His religion. For whomsoever holds on to it is saved, and whomsoever turns away is doomed. And from among the matters that the Prophet ﷺ informed us about is that towards the end of time, death will spread among people and sudden deaths will increase. This will be due to earthquakes, volcanoes, hurricanes, epidemics, and drowning, just as it will be due to strife, war, and massacres. As far as death from epidemics being one of the signs of the hour, this is indicated in the hadith of Auf bin Malik عنه, who said, I came to the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam during the campaign of Tabuk when he was in a tent made of leather. Then he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, O Auf, remember six things that will occur before the hour comes. One of them is my death. Then will come the conquest of Bayt al-Maqdis, that is Jerusalem. Then a deadly outbreak will afflict you and kill you in great numbers, like the deadly outbreaks that affects, that afflicts the sheep. And then there will be much wealth among you, so much so that if a man were to be given 100 dinars, he would still be dissatisfied. And there will be tribulation among you that will not leave any Muslim house untouched. Then there will be a treaty between you and the Romans. Then they will betray you and march against you with 80 banners. Under each one of them will be 12,000 troops. Ibn Athir said the deadly outbreak referred to the Hadith uh, res uh, uh, resulting in widespread death and co was compared to the contagious outbreaks that occur with sheep. It is a disease that when a sheep is afflicted, it quickly dies. And it is said that this disease affects the chest. Certainly, a lot of epidemics affect the chest and restrict breathing, causing the afflicted person, the affected person to die. As was indicated by the various hadiths, a lot of people in this ummah will die by killing in epidemics. These were both mentioned in the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, who said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, My ummah will not perish except through killings and epidemics. Ibn Khaldun, the great scholar of urbanization and civilization said, The increase in deaths has caused in such an increase in famine, or an increase in strife and discord resulting in killing. Or it is due to an epidemic which is most likely caused by poor air quality, 
from too many buildings that increase the likelihood of mold and harmful humidity. If the air quality is poor, it can transmit diseases. If it carries a strong acting pathogen, then it will affect the lungs, and this becomes a respiratory disease. If it carries weak acting pathogens, then the mold will increase and multiply, and it will cause bodily diseases, resulting in death. In the first Hijri century, there were four plagues that affected the people. A plague occurred in the sixth year after Hijra, the year of the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. It affected Persia, while the Muslims in Medina were not affected. The second plague was the plague called Amawas in the Levant, and a large group of companions, may Allah be pleased with them, were martyred. The third plague is called Al-Jarif, and it occurred during the rule of Ibn Zubayr, may Allah be pleased with him, in the year of 69 after Hijra, and was called the Scraper due to the great number of people that died. The fourth plague was in the year of 87 after Hijra. The plagues and epidemics continued over the centuries, just as the Prophet ﷺ informed about the occurrence of many deadly outbreaks. And in our time, epidemics occurred that were not known before, like AIDS, SARS, mad cow disease, avian flu, swine flu, Ebola, Corona, and others. So much so that in a period of five years, the World Health Organization's Reorganization recorded more than 1,100 epidemics across the globe. It is through Allah's permission that outbreaks can be controlled or vaccines developed. If Allah permits an outbreak to overtake a people, they will not be able to control it. Verily, to Allah belongs the commands before and after, and He is able to do all things. From Surah Yunus verse 107, And if Allah touches you with harm, then there is none who can remove it but He. And if He intends any good for you, there is none who can repel His favor, which He causes to reach whomsoever of His of his servants whom he wills, and he is the oft forgiving, most merciful. O Muslims, plague and epidemic are trials from Allah and a punishment. If it afflicts a believer upholding Allah's commands, then it is a trial. If they are patient and seek the reward, then they will have an immense reward. For the one who dies from an epidemic has a reward like a martyr, as related by Aisha radiallahu anha. She asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam about the plague, and he sallallahu alayhi wasallam informed her, plague was a punishment which Allah used to send on whom he wished, but Allah made it a blessing for the believers. None among the believers remains patient in a land in which plague has broken out, and considers that nothing will befall him except what Allah has ordained for him, but Allah Allah will grant him a reward similar to that of a martyr. And the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ, If you hear about a plague in a place, do not go to it. And if, you, if a plague befalls a place that you are in, do not leave fleeing it. This was related by both Al-Bukhari and Muslim. This hadith indicates to not put oneself in harm's way. Also, taking preventative measures such as vaccines and not mixing with ill people does not negate reliance on Allah. The hadith in which no contagiousness is mentioned was to correct and negate the false beliefs of the ignorant people who thought that epidemics spread disease to their own accord. The correct belief is that epidemics pass from one person to another only by the will and decree of Allah.
This explains how a person may have contact with someone who is ill and not get affected. It also explains how someone who may take every precaution to distance themselves from the causes of an epidemic will still catch it. It is incumbent uh, for people to repent to Allah and turn to Him and to stop wronging themselves through sins and indecencies and to stop wronging one another by transgressing on each other's rights. For the afflictions only come down because of the sins and are not removed except through repentance from Surah An-Nur verse 31. And turn to Allah in repentance, all of you, O believers, that you may succeed. هذا والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله.